Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, hosted by me, Lexi D'Angelo, industry rule breaker, seven-figure moneymaker, and founder and head witch of the Taboo Institute. WTF is the taboo, you ask? It's the vortex of transformation that's experienced when people claim the magic of the taboo, woo, and Y-O-U. It's a way of being that invites you to question the status quo and dismantle the outdated hierarchical paradigms and structures that have been sucking your soul, and instead, follow the signs of your turn-on and true knowing to create fulfilling and sustainable success your way, aka without ever sacrificing your purpose, passions, and priorities in the process. After all, I'm a firm believer that true transformation happens when you're able to unapologetically claim and express your fullest, most multidimensional self. It's time to ditch the norm, embrace the provocative, and reach next levels of impact and income by invoking the taboo. Welcome, everyone. Today's episode is called Grinding on Bitches. But for real, welcome. Do <laughs> we keep this? Is this how we start the podcast episode? What do you think? I think we should leave it. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're leaving it. So uh, what we were talking about is grinding on edges, but I thought Vicky said grinding on bitches. And so any which way, we're going to be grinding one way or another on this podcast episode. So um title to be determined, but we are going to be grinding on edges, especially our own edges, because lately what we've decided is that we're, we're kind of bored of what we've been doing. Now that's not to say that what we've been doing isn't amazing and magical and all the things, but I'll speak for myself. And I think I've said this in another episode. I feel like I got a little like afraid. I got a little afraid of being called out, being canceled, being judged, being um, misunderstood, et cetera. And so I wanted to play it safe and make this a safe space. And of course, that's always a priority. Um, But one of the topics that we want to talk about today too is the concept of safe safe spaces. And is that actually a thing? Are there really any safe spaces we kind of think no, um, and we're going to talk more about that, but we're also going to be talking about our edges, pushing our edges, and the magic that we're creating from grinding on edges, grinding on bitches, grinding on witches, whatever you want to call it. So, welcome. <laughs> Anyone want to pick it up from here? Because that's quite the intro. Best intro ever, Lexi. I first of all want to honor you for naming the fear and wanting to play it safe and yet still being true to yourself and like learning that dance and how do we balance that out how do I be true to me and be the solution not the problem in the world I wonder if it warrants just like backtracking a little bit to 2020 (laughs) do you remember that year I was in business for myself and quite confident, feeling very happy about being visible out in the world. I felt like the world was a safe space for me to be in as an entrepreneur. And then I didn't know how to quote unquote play the game anymore. I didn't, I felt like I was in a world where I no longer knew the rules because the rules kind of flipped on me a little bit, or there were rules that I didn't even know existed. So I felt very out of my depth. I felt completely foreign to the world that was now entrepreneurship. I freaked out. I kept quiet. I withheld opinions. I no longer shared my perspective as freely as I used to. And it was in my close community circles that I, I guess I tried on what was okay to talk about and what was not. Um, I became hypervigilant about my language and what I was putting out into the world to the point of oppressing my own creative, authentic self-expression. So I, this is not just a short-term discussion that we've been having. It's been present for all of us. I don't think anyone has kind of 
would it be too much to say that each and every one of us in the world has at least encountered this situation and wondered how they're going to dance with it and be in the world and be all that they can be in the world and yet this problem am I being the problem or the solution like holy fuck so um I it feels so liberating to share that because it's the first time that I've shared that beyond probably this circle (laughs) take it away joe oh gosh i've got to go last now okay um yeah i I definitely agree um and i think it's interesting too because i know i've said to vicky before um especially in regards in regards to you lexi um i was like i know that like there's this like playfulness and and this like edge to Lexi and I'm like why where where is it like I know it exists I only met you for a week (laughs) so I know that it's there but like where did it go um and I was really I wanted that to come out because I know that that's such a big part of like why people love you anyway um so I'm glad that that we're back. <laughs> we've we've found our gear, I think. Um, and it and it is. It's like weird. It's weird navigating um, new waters, I think, and trying to figure out what, like. And I think that's the other thing too that I was seeing a lot before was like allowed. What are we allowed to talk about? And I'm like what do you mean allow? (laughs) That's such a strange concept to me. Um, Because I don't, I think, I don't know, I don't like censorship, self-censorship anyways, um, in particular, like for so many reasons, I think our differences create such interesting landscape to live in. Like otherwise, like it's homogenous and kind of boring and like, where's the excitement in that? Um, and it, it helps us build resiliency. I mean, really, like, it's beneficial to come up against the edge, no matter what, I think. And, and granted, like, don't push yourself there forever, always. Like, don't maybe not live there if that's not where you're comfortable or what feels good. But to avoid it for what for what yeah totally and even as we're like saying this I'm sensing my nervous system being like is this wrong am I gonna say it like is this wrong are we even saying this and it and so I just want to be totally transparent in the like we're not even talking about something edgy like totally but like I'm like Uh uh-oh, like what if people misinterpret this? What if people think X, Y, and Z? And so I think since 2020, there's a lot of work that's been done and a lot of learning, unlearning. And a lot of that was super important. And a lot of that I think has shaped the space of taboo even further. And, And then there's like this line of, completely becoming like this like you're sort of saying like just like I, I almost like just feel like a robot like like saying certain things to say certain things and so yes important learnings and also like where who are you as a person how can you still express yourself yeah you might ruffle a few feathers but there's a difference between like ruffling feathers and like saying something that maybe people don't agree with versus like actually causing harm and being like negligent in a lot of ways. And sometimes it can be a weird blurry edge. And so this idea that we were talking about too, is like, there is no safe space really, because even though, and, you know, I think our students will share this time and time again, and it's reflected in so many people's shares is like taboo feels like home. It is a space where I feel safe to be myself, where I get to come to a place where so many people are so different, different walks of life, different beliefs, different whatever. And yet it still feels like this place that 
I can truly express and be witness and be loved through it. And that's a beautiful thing. And even though we do prioritize, you know, our safety, our student safety, et cetera, there's really no such thing as a safe space in the sense that we could say the right thing. I'm saying I'm air quoting right now, do the right, right thing. Um, and have the best of intentions and the impact can still cause harm or it can be, you know, interpreted in one way or another. And so what we were talking about is being almost more interested in, of course, not like trying to go around and activate people or trigger or whatever, but like what happens if that were to happen and how can we continue to hold space and have those conscious conversations, um, and really repair if needed. And do we know how to do that? Do we have the capacity to do that? Do we have the nervous system regulation, et cetera, to, to be there, to have those tough conversations if necessary, et cetera, because we're not interested in having this, like, you can't say your thoughts or feels. And there's just like, you know, you all have to think what we think like that is boring. So, um, Yes. How do we be mindful and sensitive and at the same time know how to actually just communicate and be respectful and honor so we can have those juicy, deep conversations where there is dissenting opinions, but still be respectful as well. So that was what we were talking about. I love what you shared about having the tough conversations, the difficult conversations. My son, he's just about 17 and in English class, he came home yesterday and he's like, we had one of those classes where, you know, we have the fight thing, you know, when we fight in conversation, I'm like a debate. He's like, yeah, yeah, debate. The debate doesn't have to be like, I'm right, you're wrong. It's simply getting comfortable with having this conversation of um, I'm making my point here and you're making your point here. And how can we be witness to one another by making a point? Now, the interesting thing about debates is that the topic might not be anything you even know about. Yet, you're being given this opportunity to have to put yourself in the shoes of that person who has that point of view. So I love the parallel that I just drew of, that's right, it's tough conversations. And debate can be healthy in the way that it was like originally planned to be, be um, carried out. So Malachi, my son, is becoming a more resilient human being because he's learning how to debate and see things from other points of view, even if he doesn't agree with that point of view. He might even have to represent people who have that point of view. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think we are more resilient human beings, given what we've learned and unlearned, um, whether it be in the last couple of years or like many, many years of our lives. So now in 2022, currently in this present time, can we explore what it is that maybe as a team or as individuals, we want to start like, um, not grinding gears with, but we would like to start like exploring how to express in a way that feels a little bit more like on edge, like knowing that we have no intentions of causing harm, of course, but we we're hungry for a little more now. And as a team, maybe we can talk to what we want for Tab Woo now that we're a little bit hungry to, I don't know, explore some, some dark edges or rough edges. You know I've been waiting for this for a hot minute now. <laughs> um, because I think, like, that's what we represent, right? Like, that's part of our pillars, tab, the taboo. And we can't whitewash or bypass it. You know, we, I, I think like turning taboo into an echo chamber would just be like so detrimental to the spirit of like what we represent. Um, and so I think that cultivating this space where all of our students and team can really feel like I get to say what I, what I, what I think, what I feel, um, and not have it be misinterpreted or not have, um, like, I don't want to say pushback because that's not necessarily what I mean, but like, um, 
you know, not have, have people come after me for the things that I'm saying, um, just by expressing myself. Um, because I think it's important and I think it's important to be uncomfortable because that's what really helps us grow. Right. And like coming back to that conversation of having the tough conversation should some, some disruption kind of happen. Um, I think we're all more than capable, <laughs> not, not just team, but students. I think we have a good group of students who really are interested in listening um, and understanding. And so I think just continuing to cultivate that in a bigger way, um, because dismantling is another big part of, of what we do. And we can't dismantle without disruption, right? So like, um, I think I'm really most excited to, <laughs> to continue doing that um, in a bigger way, in a more, because I, I mean, like, obviously we talk about it, the three of us, but um, to bring it to the podcast, to more of what we do inside the Tableau, um, again, like for that, that purpose of creating resilience in our students and helping them to be able, again, like Vicky was saying, to be able to put yourself in, in someone else's shoes, even if you don't agree, that's how we create compassion, right? Like that's what compassion is to be able to say, like, I may not agree with you, but I, I understand, or I can understand you as a human, even if I don't agree with what you're saying. So um, yeah, so I think that's really what I would personally like to, to do and see more of team-wise. Yeah, totally. And I think that with what you're saying too, it's not about staying comfortable. It's about leaning into the discomfort, but being uncomfortable doesn't mean that you're not um, held in safety because again, nothing's ever 100% purely safe. Like, right. Like life happens. You can never predict something, even if you were to wrap yourself in a bubble, right? Like you just never know. Um, and so yes, creating those as much safety as possible. So you can then lean into your discomfort is I think something that we're really passionate about and that we do really, really well because inside of our our institute walls, our castle walls, so to speak. Um, there's a lot of discomfort. There's a lot of, you know, pushing up against those edges. And we want to continue to foster that because that's where the transformation, that's where the magic happens. And so in all of this to kind of come around to what we're excited to share with you is we've been like brewing, we've been brewing behind the scenes and just having these conversations and they've been taking on a life of their own. And I'll speak for myself again, where I, where I feel like I can't not birth this into the world. Like it was, it felt almost soul sucking and stifling, um, to like push this offer down. And interestingly enough, like I did a whole coaching session uh, a couple of weeks ago around like supporting people in their highest level soul work. And like, why aren't you putting it into the world? And I was like, oh gosh, got to take a dose of this medicine at myself. And that was like the day I think, or the day after I was like, okay, <laughs> this is what's coming through me. It makes no sense, like logically, rationally to like put this into the world right now, but like, don't care. And you two were totally on board. And so what we're talking about is the rich witch experience that we've been brewing and it is unlike anything that we've offered before, or maybe it is almost like some things that we've offered before and a return to that, like edgier, uh, you know, kind of rebel energy type of <laughs> programs that I've definitely created in the past, but we have co-created something that I think is going to blow you off your broomstick and really just, yeah, help you look at your highest level soul work, um, your ability to attract like 
levels of richness, which can be monetary, but also so much more in a whole new way, in a whole new approach that is probably very different than you've seen out there. And uh, I'm just so excited to share more. I don't even know where to start, but maybe, maybe a good place to start, Vicky, is with your celestial guidance and what came through there, or where do you want to go with this? Of course, I want to take it there, but I'm like, oh, like, okay. It's just one part of the exploration. I love how you called it the rich witch experience. I don't even think that we'd named it that yet. And disclaimer, those of you who have been in the Pabwoo world for a while, or even Lexi's world for a while, the, the phrase rich witch, um, it has... It has its own spirit, its own entity, its own energetic kind of being. And I know that this is very different to any kind of like previous offering, but I wanted to make sure that our audience were really aware of the fact that this is not any workshop rich witch thing that's happened in the past. I even think we had our Facebook group called the Rich Witch. Like it's, I think it's been a sub part of taboo for a really long time and now it's time for the world to experience it I'm not sure if everyone was ready for it yet but now is definitely the time because I don't think we're the only three people talking about how we no longer want to withhold yes our divine expression yeah thank so you for sharing that too because there have been multiple things named rich witch in the past um, because I think it's always wanted to come through, but it wasn't totally ready to come through in this way. And this way is it's never existed. So this is completely new. Thank you for yeah. clarifying that. Oh, good. Now, when, when we're talking about astrology as celestial influence on who we are as human beings, when it comes to living an enriched life, and when it comes to um, whether you identify yourself as a witch or a healer or a guide or a star seed, like whomever however you identify yourself as if you're in our circles you are going to know what it's like to have this sense of needing to put good shit out into the world that there is just a song inside of you that needs to be sung uh Wayne Dyer thank you um the music inside of you right don't die with the music inside of you yeah <laughs> I'm sorry if I butchered that. So astrologically speaking, that's where I love to jam out. I'm going to automatically, when I look to a client's natal chart, I'm going to look at where the midhaven is placed, midheaven is placed. Uh, I'm going to look at the 10th house, all because of that's your highest contribution that you make to the world. It is the leader that you were born to be when you finally claim that you're ready for it. Right? And people who are in the rich witch experience are going to be ready to fully step into their leadership role. I'm also going to want to look at like second house for like how it is that you thrive financially, um, but not just money-wise. It's like how you live the enriched life, like what an enriched life looks for you. And then I also want to play because we're talking about playing on the edges, playing in the darkness. I also want to look at what is kind of hovering in both your 12th house, which is like the hidden closet of the natal chart like where all the secrets are kept and if you're brave enough you'll open that door and like express it out in the world because that's your karma and that's your dharma but I would also be curious to see what's playing out in the eighth house which is like governed by Scorpio and like there's a lot of plutonium energy there that challenges us to um to make changes that maybe we might be afraid of making or or grinding gears that we might be afraid of grinding Pluto's like fuck it just do it anyway like there is you cannot deny this thing that needs to happen so astrologically speaking there's a whole fucking lot that we can be looking at and I'm going to spend the next week or two figuring out how I can condense that into just one kind of session of the rich witch experience so that I can teach our um our rich witches, how to go ahead and, and figure out what their highest soul level work is, taking into consideration what you already know about yourself, whether it is through human design or gene keys or Enneagram, like however it is that you come to know yourself through self-exploration methods, um, we're encouraging you to take that. Then once you've got your highest level soul work kind of nutted out for now, because it evolves, right? Um, looking at then, okay, so Rich witch, let's claim it. 
let's channel that being that is you anyway and and look to healing anything that is in the way from us being able to really express that so that's what I want to be bringing Lexi Cho you're going to be bringing your own magic as well do you want to share it yeah of course (laughs) uh I mean there's so much brewing inside of this that it's we're looking at six weeks this really immersive deep experience and container that's going to go deep and go deep fast and it's going to feel so good and the big big piece of this is a lot of archetypal work and uh shadow divination and that's where joe and i both get really excited to dive into that sort of our zone of magic so to speak um but really playing around with um, even various essences that might feel a little bit darker, scarier, like edgier, uh, whether that's like a totally made up archetype that you're tapping into, or if it's like one of the quote unquote, like dark goddesses um, that you're exploring, but really just finding yourself and seeing yourself and your power within them. Because I think a lot of the times that we've been taught that, um, you know, we attract a lot of women inside of our program. And so if you are a woman, uh, you've been taught that being a woman looks, feels, you know, you got to act a certain way, et cetera. And so kind of redefining that and really helping people see how that's all bullshit actually. And it's not like this goddess wearing or goddess wearing a flower crown. It can be, that can be an expression. Um, but that's not like, that's not it. (laughs) Uh, and so I think just going even deeper with that will be really exciting. Um, and I'm also excited to look at your relationship with money. And we've spoken about your relationship with money in the past inside of Taboo. And we looked at your money attachment styles, which is like a kind of cool thing, but we're going to go even deeper. And we're going to be looking at um, some sub-dom dynamics with your dollars. We're going to be looking at the various stages um, that you can be in relationship with your money. So there's like first, second, third stage, um, that David Dita talks about a lot. And, uh, yeah, it's the, I think he calls it the three stages of intimacy, but it's just a really interesting take on, uh, a weaving of various concepts. And so that's what I'm really excited about right now, but I'm sure as we go deeper into it, I'm going to get more excited about all sorts of things. Cause there's so much that like, I feel like we could go down the rabbit hole with. And also what I'm excited about, sorry, I'm clearly excited is that it's a co-creative process. We've intentionally decided not to do like all these slides for this program or like have it be very what we call matter and knowing, and it's going to be a very intimate experience and very experiential in nature. And in that sense, I think it'll be very personalized to the people inside of the container. And we're going to be going deep with those people. And we have, again, like a curriculum guide, but we're going to be co-creating the curriculum as well. So I'm excited to kind of go back to that because that's how I naturally create. And the certification needed something different to be what it is. And I'm so fucking proud of what we've created inside of that. And I'm excited to create in my more like natural way in this experience. So that's what I'm excited about. I am echoing that. And I think the other thing too, on top of that is like, I think we all naturally, the three of us just want to go deep anyways. And so this just seems like the next natural progression. Um, and the other, the other thing I'm excited about is it's sort of a Corona mapping situation for me when I was like, I was telling Vicky, I'm like, there just isn't anything out there that's advanced in terms of, um, like hypnotic type of, um, modalities. And I just feel like it's going to be a situation where we're going to have to create what we want to see. And so that was, not necessarily a challenge, so to speak, but it was very, I mean, it was challenging in a way 
in terms of like, what do we put in there? What do we really want to see? How do we really want to create this? And um, I feel like that's just been a theme, (laughs) at least for me personally, within Taboo and even with EFT, I was like, no, none of this stuff that we see, like, no, (laughs) we're completely going to redo this. So that's what I really like about the Rich Witch experience is like, it's an evolution. We're not playing on the surface. We're not... (sighs) I feel like I I just want to say like we're not gonna just like ease you into the shallow end and then move beyond that like we are like you said Lexi going deep fast um and I know personally for me like that's what I want to see most and I feel like that's what I crave and it's just not out there I mean in the way that that I'm looking for it or the way that I want it it just doesn't exist so I think that this is definitely so needed like obviously the certification everything we put into all of that is so magical and is needed in that way in that realm but this is so so different it's such an immersive experience in a completely different way than the certification so that's what I'm excited about (laughs) I just got excited about something else as well based on our curriculum and all of the modalities within the with all of the courses because it is a certification experience that we delivered oh i i didn't realize it at the time but i feel like maybe i was a little tame with it as well i love that so i feel excited about taking the modalities the techniques the concepts that we've already like delivered out into the world in the curriculum like certification format and taking it into the rich witch experience and like making it something even beyond let's say basic because none of our courses are like quote-unquote basic far from it they are rich and deep and quite out there actually so I just got excited thinking oh my gosh it's going to go even more out there or even more down there and in there and all around like what we have no idea where this is really going all we know is that We are ready for deep, intimate, immersive experiences ourselves as guides. And we want to play with the people who are seeking that depth and that intimacy as well. Um, Personally, that's going to be super soul fulfilling, satisfying and challenging too, because I'm going to, I feel like I'm already expecting myself to come into a different way of being. Like I'm also re- identifying myself um with the darker edges that maybe I would have suppressed in the past or put in a cupboard secret hidden room over there it's like actually I think I'm I'm ready to talk about that I'm ready to be with others who are open to embracing and accepting all of that so it feels to me like a safe space in order to do that quote-unquote safe space (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love that. This is the quote unquote safe space to go into that dark basement. Maybe it's your sex dungeon, whatever it is, and to explore and see what's there to clear out the cobwebs and to really not like hide it, but to get to know it, to transform it, to be in it, to learn what it's like to like Mm, yeah completely immerse yourself in like the luxury of it so that feels really really exciting and something we just had our program development call before this I'm like where did my notes go because (laughs) there were some there were some great notes that came through um on our call when we were talking about yeah how we can share about this etc and one of the things that we were talking about was even if you're somebody who, okay, some of you listening to this might be like, yes, like this is my jam. Like this is where I live. This is where I want to go deeper into like bring on that like rich, witch, magic, mystery, like edginess. I'm here for it. You're probably more of like a Slytherin or you appreciate the Slytherin vibes. Then there are some of you who I know the Hufflepuff house gets like a lot of negative, uh, <laughs> 
feedback from people. I love my Hufflepuffs. So this is a shout out and a love, like a love shout out to you. But Vicky said, this is for someone. If you're a Hufflepuff, we know you're a Hufflepuff, but you fantasize about having sex with a Slytherin (laughs) or something like that. Or you fantasize about having sex, like as a Slytherin, like letting your inner Slytherin out. And so whether you're someone who's like, yeah, this is like where I live already. Like take me deeper. Cool. We're going to do it. Or if you're like, like, oh, that's so uncomfortable wink, but like, I really want to go there. Ooh, um, (laughs) we've got you. So we're excited to, like Vicky said, go there. And another thing that we were talking about too was oh no, like what if people like see what we're talking about as like this dark magic or this like evil sorcery or whatever. And what we ultimately came to was, okay, like if you want to think that, if that's the vibe that you get, that's fine. That's not what we're going to be doing. Uh, Transparency. No, that's not where we're going. But uh, we're not here to explain ourselves. We're not here to um, try to share why like this is something that you need or like you should do or why you need to believe in uh doing these witchy practices or um having these like weird taboo conversations if you know this is for you and if you're feeling that call to have those conversations to go to those depths or you're like there's something sparked inside of you and like you're feeling all sorts of things as you're listening to this then it's for you and we're not here to convince like that it's going to be, yeah, it's not going to be X or Y or Z. So I think that that's important too. And just a reminder for anyone who's listening, it's like, where in your marketing, do you feel like you're needing to spend so much energy convincing people of like what it is or what it isn't? And how can you trust that when you speak authentically about the experience or when you give people a taste, the right people are going to be able to like self-select and like, yeah, 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 that's me. Um, yeah, without having to have that like weird convincing energy. I'm really looking forward to um, being in the energy myself as my as our launch plan, essentially. I'm like, so what's the sales approach? What's our launch plan? It's like, oh, we're going to share stories and we're going to be the living embodiment of our own unique rich witch and do the practices to help us channel that on the daily and act from those places like that's a pretty sound launch plan by the way one of the best launches that I did in my own business uh the day that I took time to have a good wank and to have a nap afterwards we made our best sales like within that hour or two or three (laughs) (laughs) of course like there's something in that like that's a strategy Yes, it is a strategy. And I think that was like a post that I made like two or three years ago about like selling out the certification. Um, It wasn't double checking that like our sales funnel was working. I didn't have a sales funnel at the time. Like it was literally practicing um, orgasmic manifestation and like doing like the most random shit, but that got me in my body, in my energy, in my flow, in my expression. And Ta-da. So of course, strategy is important. And we're going to be talking about the business stuff too. And so this is Rich Witch for a reason, because our people are those healers and you might've identified as the wounded healer, or maybe there's parts of you that still identifies that, but we're here to really support those wealthy healers, those rich witches. And um, yeah, there, there can be those that wounded healer or rich, or sorry, which wounds that are there. Um, but we're here to really move past that and into this space of total abundance, total prosperity, total richness in all facets of our life and our, our being. And, um, there's going to be a lot of conversation too, about that highest level soul work. And how are you, actually putting it out into the world or not? Like, what are you doing that's blocking that? And how can we unblock those things so you can really claim this for yourself and not um, dampen your magic and really just fully express it, fully unleash it? Because that's also a huge thing that we support our students with. And 
there's going to be, yeah, it's a business approach and business strategy, but like in a completely different way. I wonder if how much this has actually got to do with releasing the pressure that we put on, that we place on ourselves and also the people who were like crossing fingers and vest. Like there is a lot of pressure that jams up the flow anyway. So now I'm also thinking, let's make sure we add to the conversation um, how we can, yes, yes, how we can use pleasure to tap into prosperity. Like there's that cliche phrase and there is a lot in it. And I want to start with releasing the pressure, like what pressures are we putting on ourselves? What are we expecting of ourselves that might be completely unrealistic, especially when it comes to money goals, right? Like ginormous, super out of the ballpark money goals can put us in a complete state of dysregulation. It might be the thing that stretches us to that parameter of the comfort zone. This is another thing we can talk about as well. I don't know where else I was going with that. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> when I, I just want to come back really quickly. Speaking of tangents, like, first of all, who doesn't want to have a sex dungeon? Like, I'm just saying. Like, right? It's amazing. <laughs> but that, and like, as, as soon as you said that, Lexi was like, ooh, ooh, maybe that like is another thing we can kind of do in terms of like um, having, having our rich witches create like, what is your ideal sex dungeon, so to speak? Maybe not necessarily to like physically have sex in, but like what's plush, what feels good? Like what makes you want to explore the edges? Because I think that's another thing is like cultivating safety within ourselves. Like that's the, that's the safe space, right? Like we are the safe space. There's no guarantee that anything on the outside is going to ever be that. So what can we do to, to cultivate that safety in order to play with those edges to, to like you're saying, Vicky, like decorating that eighth house and like, like what, you know, like what's the color scheme and like how plush are the pillows? And like, do you have the like satin bed spread? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are those things that are really going to like make it juicy that you want to explore the darker archetypes or the shadows or whatever it is? Um, I think that's uh that's important. I mean, I know we had, Jesse and I had a good time like designing our little sex dungeon situation. <laughs> you Were know? you featured on the Netflix show or not? Well, I'm like, wait, what? Like we don't have Netflix. So you're going to have to explain, obviously. I haven't seen the show yet, but I think it's something <laughs> called, hold on. I think I think it's something like your, isn't it like sex dungeon or, or what it's is it? Like, um, Build or build your sex room or create your sex room. I haven't oh, seen it. How, how to build a sex room, not a sex dungeon. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I like sex dungeon better than sex room personally. Me too. But like maybe if you're in this, maybe you are like envisioning that quote metaphorical sex dungeon or real sex dungeon, whatever. Or maybe it's something like your, your witch's closet or, you know, that you've been keeping yourself like locked inside of, or maybe it's something completely different, but like, what is that for you and how can you explore it further? <laughs> We're all like looking at each other like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Vicky, we're going to put it on you. I just unmuted myself with no idea what I'm going to say next. I, oh my gosh. Um, Cause it's all like turning me on. Um, okay. I want to know, like, I feel like we're having a program development meeting right now. For what purpose? I'm going to do like a hierarchy of ideas technique right now. For what purpose? We don't, we don't need to convince anyone that this is an experience that needs to be in the world. There is a, there is a need for it. And what is that? Like as a human being, I'm going to be participating inside of this project that is revolutionary, um, calling people to be radically responsible for themselves out in the world and, and how they are being. I can have my own big why, 
But on behalf of Taboo, Lexi, the spirit of Taboo, big why, tell me. I'm just, it's both like of self and others and world. I'm just so sick of personally, again, like dampening my magic, feeling like I can't fully express and I am it saddens me to see like other people who I know to be so powerful and to have so much potency, like keeping that trapped inside of them and not expressing it. And therefore not being able to honestly live out their fullest. Yeah. I keep saying expression, but it is living out their fullest expression and also um, acting as a beacon that's going to invite other people to do the same. Like it, it feels like what in my system right now, I'm just like, if you can see me, I'm like, shake, I'm like, I just like want to shake myself and like shake other people, like let it out, like let it out, like let it fucking out. It feels, um, like how else could you live or be like, it feels like that, like existential, um, It's like, there is no other way. Like, I mean, the, the way, the safe way, the vanilla way is fine, but like, is it actually fine? Like, do you, are you actually feeling fulfilled? Are you actually feeling so lit up in your soul purpose? Are you actually like turned on by you, your life, et cetera? And if not, then this is, this is where we need to go because we have this one life in this body or whatever. And so are we really going to keep doing this like mundane thing? The mundane can be magical, but like, you know what I mean? Are we not going to be the fullest expression of who we came here to be? And um, how can we just like live it as fully as possible? As cliche as that freaking sounds. Um, We owe it to ourselves and we owe it to everybody else to have that unapologetic expression and to know yourself, to love yourself and to really be yourself throughout, not just on your own or in your intimate circle even, but like to feel like you can be yourself in the world. And um, yeah, I think that that's, (laughs) that's a little blur blah verbal diarrhea of, of for what higher purpose like the most powerful verbal diarrhea ever if you could call it. I don't know it was like it was big and ginormous and so purposeful yeah. I want to say too not all of us have this yearning not every human on the planet even seeks out this level of soul desire there is um but for those of us who do, there's an element that is undeniable. Like once you hear that oh, call deep in your belly or in your yoni, wherever that is, for me right now, it might be on my gene seam. <laughs> you can't deny it. Like gene seam there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we have to answer the call. And we don't have to, like we have choices. We can be where we're at now for as long as we want to be. And if you're hungry for something more, permission to feed it, permission to consume and experience that which you are hungry for. I went too many years being malnourished and starving myself or feeling guilty for eating the thing. I am, I'm going to receive, I'm going to enrich my life and my stomach and my body, my world, my home, my family with as much goodness as I possibly can. And sometimes that goodness is juicy and I'll take that too. Like I'll take goodness in all of its flavors. And with that, I'm going to take the discomfort because I feel alive. I want to feel alive. I want to know that I've lived this life feeling everything. That's my big why. And I'm pretty sure Taboo is on board with that one too. (laughs) 100%. Joe, what about you? Oh, man. I can't really top what the two of you said. Um, 
but I will add to what Vicky was just saying. And I, I like in terms of like consuming and not like just physically, like actually like consuming food, but, um, yeah, to just like really consume life and be raw. And I think that rawness is really, um, my biggest why probably because I know that's what I crave personally. And I know that like, not everybody wants to go there. Um, so I think being able to see people and witness people, receive people in their rawness and in all of their flavors is really exciting. It's like, Ooh, I don't like that, but like, give it to me more. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? To just like, take it in and not like not judge it just receive it whatever it is um and I I think like we need more of that and I think that that's what this container really is going to provide is just yeah just that raw like give it give it to us whatever it is we'll take it And there's a time and a place for it, right? Like an, a nipple tweak has a place and a time. It's got to be right. So we are preparing the container and guiding the container of Ritwitch experience to, um, to take all of that into consideration. Like, yes, deep, hard, fast maybe, but don't worry. <laughs> like, we'll make sure this foreplay, we'll make sure that everyone is... Um, has readiness you know they're one entering into a program like this needs to have a certain level of readiness demonstrated um there's a preparation there is a softening as we deepen in and even the hard quote-unquote hard change work is going to um i don't know that there'll be pleasure in it don't worry like when I tweak your nipple it's gonna feel good I promise (laughs) it might not sound good at the time but when you're in it you're like actually yeah that worked um I will claim that I don't know whether I think whether my age my maturity or my sexual like experience I don't know how I get to claim this but (laughs) I'm saying like you're safe with me you know like think I know what I'm doing like it'll be okay (laughs) I thought you were gonna say like I can say this I am the best nipple tweaker there ever was (laughs) I was like wow I actually know that's the thing I need to practice yeah amazing Uh, because I had a phobia about it because my first boyfriend used to always like tweak them for fun you know like I'll be like oh so I have like and then after breastfeeding it kind of like PTSD (laughs) as much as I love breastfeeding but that was a whole other experience of nipple pain Mm. so yeah no that's the thing that I maybe that's my intention for ritual experience (laughs) oh please someone take over the mic (laughs) where's G where's your wife (laughs) Vicky needs uh some nipple tweaking that's uh (laughs) I think this is a co-creation maybe between well, well you can do it to yourself that's fine too but <laughs> you can't see Vicky but she's like hands over her nipples protecting her boobs right now <laughs> like and then there's something going on there's something going on here <laughs> cellular memory <laughs> I love it I, I was gonna say something now I can't remember what I was gonna say because I got distracted oh right Okay. So yes, you were talking about like how there's like the foreplay or there's like the, um, really holding the space before you're getting into the act. Um, and, and also the aftercare, right. And so this is something that is going to be considered obviously throughout the entire process and experience. So yes, you're going hard, fast, deep, blah, blah, blah. But this isn't reckless. This isn't like, just like, you know, going at it. It's like, no, this is really intentional and, um, filled with so much love and just thought and care. And so I think that that's important too. So it is a place where you will be held and 
it might not be comfortable all the time because a lot of what we're talking about is going to just be, yeah, it's, it's an invitation of like this next level that you might've talked about it on the surface and programs, but we're really going to go, go to that next level. So this is intermediate advanced. And I don't mean intermediate advanced in terms of like, oh, you have to be a coach or you like, you have to be an advanced coach or you need to be advanced in you know, nipple tweaking, nipple tweaking <laughs> or witchcraft or no, none of that. It means like you have to be ready for an intermediate or advanced self-discovery process. And so if you're feeling ready and if you're feeling called to it, that's, that's like the check mark on the, on the box, so to speak. Um, I would say, yeah. So I think also if you, <laughs> we were writing the, this is a fit for you. This is not a fit for you. So if you are offended by swearing and our vulgar language on this podcast episode, this is probably not for you. If you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I need to turn this off. Then love you. Totally get it. Go find, <laughs> you know, the program that's meant for you. Um, but if you are intrigued and excited to explore more taboo and woo topics, so sexuality, polarity, even dom subconcepts, um, energies, Akasha field guidance, archetypes, shadow divination, astrology, um, timeline journeying, etc., and you want to really, again, go deeper than maybe what you've experienced in certifications or courses or whatever about this, then this is going to be an incredible fit. Um, and you have to be ready to leave behind this, this version of you that you um, might've been living into up to this point. And so it's time to leave behind that conditioning that's so outdated to leave behind those rules or those expectations or those beliefs um, that have been keeping you stuck and in this shell of who you are and do things in a radically different way that is so aligned with the truth and the core of you. So if you are ready to get out of that comfort zone while still being in a relatively safe zone, even though there's no safe spaces, then we would love, love, love to have you join us inside of this and feel free to also ask us any questions that you have around this because um, there's so much more to share. And yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to share something else in a second here, but Vicky and Joe, are, is there anything else that you want to share to end this and to invite people to feel into if this is something that might be a fit for them? I would like to invite people to direct message Tableau Institute on Instagram, where you'll be able to speak to both myself and Lexi. And I'm inviting intimate conversations. I'm inviting um, sparks of inspiration between you and I or you and Lexi. That's what I want. I want to build relationships with those who have a little bit of a spark of mm, maybe, maybe this is it. So you'll find me in the Tableau Institute DMs. Yeah, come on in there. I think the only thing that I really wanted to say was um, this is, it is really kind of like the true Dom sub energetics of that uh, genuine sort of space holding and we're checking in and we're, you know, we're really here to take care of and guide um, while providing this obviously orgasmic experience. And then like you said, Lexi, the aftercare. Um, so if that's the energy that you're, you're craving or interested in, or you want to explore more, I think that this is a great way to play with that. Yeah. I love it. Vicki, I was going to say the one last thing is to DM me or DM us. So you covered that, you nailed it, but we do, we do want to invite you to like Vicky said, to have those intimate conversations with us, to ask your questions, um, to share your excitement, to share your turn on about this, because we're so excited about it and we cannot wait to hold you inside of this space. So, um, right now we're not sharing a sales page or anything like that. This is by invitation only in the sense that we're inviting you right now 
it's not like an exclusive thing, but we're inviting you to check in for yourself. If this feels like a fit, if this feels like something you want to explore without any pressure or, you know, need to commit just an exploration to raise your hand and say like, okay, yeah, I want to explore this further. So like Vicky said, you can find us at Taboo Institute and message us. Say, I just listened to this episode and I want to learn more or whatever you want to say. We're here to chat it out. And if you're like, I know I'm in whatever, like I already have someone who (laughs) I didn't even talk too much about it. And they're like, yep, done. That's it. Like, I know I need to be inside of this. Let me know. Please let me know when you have a payment link. So I was like, okay. Um, So message us because we are so fucking excited to guide you through this experience. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed recording this for you. And it would just mean the absolute world to me if you could go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, oh my gosh, you'd be the best ever if you could leave a review saying what you love most about this show. And of course, feel free to share this with your biz besties, your mom, your dog, anyone who you think would benefit from popping their earbuds in and taking a little listen. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you want to come and hang out with me on the interwebs, do some stalking, do some creeping, then you can find me at Lexi D'Angelo on Instagram, L-E-X-I-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. And also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash the Lexi D'Angelo. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.